The following message was recorded for Sunday, May 17th, 2020. The title of the message is The Actions of God's Holy Spirit Within the Believer. Good morning. We'd like to welcome you once again to Central Park Neighborhood Church. Amen. It's a it's an, an exciting time, a time of pressure. It's a time of change. It's a time of, uh, well, we haven't really experienced anything like this in our lifetime here in the, the country that we live in. And because of that, uh, it has brought about many pressures. It's brought about many things that have caused us to get out of the norm of life. And getting out of the norm of life um, brings pressure because we have to adjust. Things that we normally could do, we can't do. Things that we, you know, even your your whole living, not your whole living, your whole living. I'll just give you an example for myself. I like to get up at four in the morning and take a walk beginning at five and I walk for an hour and I would go to SeaTac into the South Center Mall and walk and pray. Well, the mall is shut down. They can't do that anymore. So that's just one example. It has affected my uh, normality of when I pray, how I pray, and how I go about things uh, in walking with God. Doesn't mean that God has left me. Doesn't mean that, you know, I, I'm a big sinner. It doesn't mean any of those things. But what it does is it causes me, uh, I have this little saying, I like to say this, blessed are the flexible for they shall bend and not break. It causes me as an individual to find flexibility and find uh, different ways of coming to God and having fellowship with God. And and uh, so I know that I'm not the only one. Others of us are finding different challenges in, in well, just by going to the grocery store or filling your car up with gas and all of the normal things you don't think about, uh, we are challenged with. And so consequently, uh, I would like to share uh, a message uh, this day on some more of the actions of the Holy Spirit. You know, having the Spirit of God in our life, what does that do for us? What are the benefits of that? And uh, those benefits uh, can have an answer for us today. Those benefits are right now appropriate for especially this time that we're in. Uh, so I'm going to begin with uh, the Bible in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, a very familiar scripture. I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, he tells us to present our bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God. And then he says this, which is your rational, logical, and intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed, progressively changed, progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. And uh, I, I want to say that this time that we're living in, and this season that we're in, it, we have to conform to things that we don't like, and we don't want to be a partaker of, and we would like to have these restrictions removed from us. Well, what is happening? What is happening? There is a conforming that is coming to our life. You must live within these boundaries. But see, the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed with the things that are coming to us. 
one of the things that we're that are constantly being challenged with when it comes to the television is this whole virus thing. Every other word on television, every other word in Facebook, every other word in any kind of uh, communications, it's all about the virus. And then along with the message, I will say, of the virus is the spirit of fear that comes with it. And the spirit of fear is causing people People all over the world uh, are responding with this spirit of fear, and uh, they are not combating it. They are living and being conformed to an image that God does not want us to be conformed to. I just received a call uh, from Africa uh, yesterday from Pastor Peter Kamanzi in Uganda. We were supposed to be there in this uh, this March, but we couldn't be there because of uh, the virus that was going on. He said, uh, uh, this was an amazing thing to me. He said, uh, well, you know, people are committing suicide. Young uh, married couples are committing suicide because there's no hope. And why? I asked, why is this? And he says, because in America, people are dying from the virus. And they said, if they're dying from the virus in America, there's no hope for us. And so Peter had uh, myself and Pastor Rick in London make a video of ourselves, Judy and myself, a video encouraging the people and saying, we're not dead, we're alive, and uh, we are excited to be coming to them uh, as soon as the door opens so that we can come to them to give them a message of hope. But you see, they were being conformed by a spirit of fear, and that spirit of fear is so much here in the States. In church, we, we must arise to what the Bible tells us. We don't be conformed to this world. We don't be conformed to live a lifestyle that is not of the kingdom of God. And so I want to encourage you, you know, this thing is, is lagging on. It's carrying on, and it's wearing. But the Bible gives us answers for those kinds of things, too. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then I like what he says in this verse, focusing. Here's the key word, focusing. What are you focusing on? What does the news focus on? What does Facebook focus on? What do you focus on? Is your focus uh, being challenged by everything, the all the exterior things that are coming to your mind and to your heart? And it is being brought there by a spirit of fear. So he says, focusing on godly values and attitudes, not... Uh, Focusing on fear, not focusing on things that distract you from the peace of God. And then he says, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So we start off with this scripture uh, this morning about basically... Listen, don't be conformed to the world. It, it puts the squeeze on us. Well, we need to learn to deal with the squeeze. And one of the ways that we do that is through some of the actions of the Holy Spirit, the benefits of the Spirit of God in our life. And so I'm going to basically talk about six different actions of the Holy Spirit that will help us in living in this situation that we're in, in this season. Realize, first of all, it is a season seasons come and seasons go seasons don't last forever you know um, I don't know about you but I sure am enjoying the sunshine I like the sunshine I like the warm weather uh, but because I live in Washington I know uh, the next day or even the next hour it can turn off and rain and just pour rain and the temperature can drop and so on and so on 
but I love it when August gets around and the sunshine shines. It shines and the weather the weather is warm, the days are long, and it makes me smile. And then we get rid of those old gloomy, dark, cloudy days of winter. But it's a season. As sure as one season comes, it will end and another will come. The season we are in now, yes, it's going to bring changes to us. We don't know what all those changes are, but the season will change. And uh, uh, so be a person that lives in the season, but live uh, in the purposes of God, live according to the scriptures, uh, so that the clouds don't affect your attitude, so that the dark days don't affect your attitude, but learn to live uh, how the Bible tells us to live. First, point number one that I want to talk about is one of the benefits of the Spirit of God is it says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, the Spirit gives self-control. The verse says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. Right here in this very first thing that he addresses, God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. And what what is attacking us today? It is the spirit of fear. It is a spirit of fear to make us conform and do things that we don't want to do. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of power. That word power is the uh, abilities of God to make things possible. Listen, you can have a different mindset. It is possible to have a different mindset when everybody else is filled with fear, when everybody else is moaning and groaning. It is possible, amen, by the power of God to have an attitude of power and an attitude of positiveness and an attitude, amen, that that nourishes your soul, that causes you to walk in the peace of God. So God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of power. The second thing he says, a spirit of love. You know, I, I find uh, right along with the spirit of fear, there is a lot of dislike and a lot of things that are stirring up a lot of emotion in people's lives. Listen, Christian, God wants our hearts to be full of the love of God, full of the love of God. Then he says, and of a sound mind. A sound mind basically means this, self-control. When we say, don't be conformed to this world, what we're doing is we're losing control and being controlled by a system and a thought pattern that is of the world. But the Word of God says here, God has given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of self-control. In other words, we can deal with our mindsets. We can deal with our attitudes. You know, what are we focusing on? Well, focus on God. Focus on the ability of God. Focus on the Word of God. What does the Word of God tell us? And uh, read it. Renew your mind. Uh, give your mind a, a bath with the Word of God. Give your mind a bath uh, with the attitudes uh, that come forth from reading the Word of God. So when you read the Word of God, then what does it do? It changes your mind. It changes your attitude. Because if you have a changed mind, you have a changed attitude. So I encourage you, uh, give your mind a bath. Hallelujah. Give your mind a good scrubbing once in a while, and uh, you will find that life will be different. Peace will come, and uh, joy will come, and you will find yourself singing again. The Bible says in Jude, uh, verse 20, Beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, doing what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. You'll find that God has given us an another benefit of being filled with the Spirit of God is the fact that we can pray in the Spirit. Uh, my spirit is praying. My understanding is, un 
is not fruitful because I don't understand what I'm praying, but I'm in direct communication with my Heavenly Father. I'm praying the mind of God. I'm praying the will of God. I'm dealing with things that sometimes I don't understand. And when I pray in the Spirit, what am I doing for myself? I'm edifying. I'm building myself. And the reason you can do that is because it's a benefit the Spirit of God gives you. He gives you another language. And that other language is the language of the Spirit. Spirit to Spirit. Communication to communication. And so exercise uh, that which God has given you. Pray in the Spirit. Sing in the Spirit. And build yourself up. And edify yourself. Uh, and then you'll find that you're, no, you're not conformed anymore to this world. But you'll find yourself renewed with attitudes and uh, with... Uh, the actions that come forth from your life that result in peace and come from peace, peace that comes out of your heart. So God gives us the spirit of self-control. I like what it says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. It says, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. How? Through the Spirit. Unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. You know, in this obeying the truth, obeying the truth through the Spirit, it's a process of eliminating your old thoughts, your old thought patterns, your old actions, your old ways. It's a process. And so he says here, and he gives us uh, some instruction in obeying the truth. How do we do that? Through the Spirit of the living God. He enables us. He helps us as we as we pray, as we seek him. He will aid us and he will give us the ability to walk in the truth. The Bible says walk in the truth. The Bible says don't be hearers only, but be doers of the word of God, doers of the truth. So doing, you can go to the spirit of God and say, help me. Help me to walk in obedience to this. Give me of that power that you have so that I can walk in the, the steps that I need to take in the word of God that will lead me to peace, that will lead me to a changed mind, that will lead me to live a life, uh, amen, that's not in turmoil and is not in fear. So the Spirit gives us the ability to obey, obey the truth. The next point I want to talk about is in concerning actions of the Holy Spirit and the benefits that he does for us, we find in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. It says to us in this verse, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. This is a tremendous, tremendous scripture, a tremendous benefit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What is liberty? Liberty, first of all, means freedom. Freedom. It's legitimate freedom. That's what it is. It also means to be unrestrained, to go at pleasure. I don't know about you, but I, I like to just kind of go, and I don't have anything hanging on me, have no telephone I have to answer, no responsibilities, no, I'm just walking on the beach, walking in the sunshine, uh, singing my little song and praising the Lord, and it's just pleasurable. Pleasurable. Why is that? Because I'm unrestrained with anything. All the things are out of my head. I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm, I'm just unrestrained. But it means un to go unrestrained 
as a citizen, as a citizen. We know in John chapter 3, Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus and he's talking to him about the kingdom of God. And he must be born again. And when you're born again, you're born into the kingdom of God and you become a citizen of the kingdom, a citizen of the kingdom. And when you are a citizen of the kingdom, God wants us to go unrestrained and go at pleasure and live in pleasure, uh, not in a worldly sense, but live uh, with the peace of God, the righteousness of God, and the joy of God exuding from our lives because we're living in the kingdom of God. So we're, we're citizens then of the kingdom. When you are a citizen of whatever country, uh, you have rights and privileges because of the country that you live in, because of the government that you're under. Uh, when you, I go to Uganda, and I tell the brethren there, I am a visitor. I, I, there are certain things I cannot do that they can do. When they come to my country, there are certain things they cannot do that I can do. So we are citizens in the kingdom of God. Citizens in the kingdom of God. It means exempt from obligation or liability. Exempt from obligation or liability. You are exempt from the spirit of fear. You don't have any liabilities or anything that would attach itself to you when you realize I'm a citizen in the kingdom. I don't have to put up with this. I don't have to let this go through my mind. I don't have to let this run through my mind at night so that I cannot sleep. I'm a citizen. Because I'm a citizen, I am in righteousness. I'm in right standing with God. Because I'm a citizen, I have peace with God and I have the peace of God. Two different things. Peace of God. I can live in the peace of God and I can live in the joy of the Holy Spirit. No matter what's going on around me, no matter what the difficulties are, it doesn't have to upset my joy. I can live in the kingdom of God. You are, today you are living there. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has given you a benefit and that benefit is, it simply says it, where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty unrestrained living, unrestrained peace, unrestrained life, unrestrained joy, uh, free. Uh, you can be in the midst of problems and you can be in the midst of difficulties, but you can still maintain the peace of God in it. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse troubles and difficulties. That's what he tells us. That's an awesome scripture. The only way you can do that is by living in the kingdom and appropriating kingdom lifestyle. So that is the point of liberty, is an action of the Holy Spirit. He gives you liberty, access liberty, walk in liberty, proclaim liberty. And when we meet one another, let's say to one another, let's be people of liberality today. And that's not talking about money. That's talking about living in the kingdom of God Amen, with, with joy in your heart, with peace in your heart. Uh, we're people that have been liberated from the kingdom of darkness. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for Jesus dying on that cross. Why? Because he died so that we could become and brought into the kingdom of God as citizens of the king, walking us 
citizens walking with liberty, unrestrained joy, unrestrained, not having the spirit of fear, not having all of the things of the world clinging to us, uh, but we get rid of those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I like what Ephesians 3.16 tells us. It's another uh, tremendous benefit of the Spirit of God. When we have the Spirit of God within our lives, we find that verse 16 of Ephesians 3 tells us the Spirit strengthens the inner man. It says this, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might, strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. This word strengthened is talking about being empowered, you see, empowered, powerful. So when he's talking to us about the benefit of the spirit being in our in our inner man, we have access to a power that the world doesn't have. We have access to a power that people don't understand. It is a benefit of the spirit of God. It's a benefit that we have. There's times when... Uh, it seems, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes we, we get into situations and we, 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 our human strength and our human ability is limited and comes to, you know, it only goes so far. But when we walk in the Spirit and when we, we know that we've been liberated by the Spirit and when we know that we can pray in the Spirit and build ourselves up, there is strength that the Spirit of God can pour into your heart and life. It's beyond human capacity. It's beyond human understanding. It's beyond uh, uh, this world's. It has limitations, but in God, He takes those limitations off and we can walk. Amen. We can walk. And where we are weak, we can find His strength. Where we don't have the wisdom, we can find His wisdom. Why is that? It's because the Spirit of God strengthens us in our inner man. So today, another benefit that you have of the Spirit of God being in you is the fact that you have access to His strength. Access to His strength. I've covered this point already a little bit, but in Jude verse 20, it talks to us about building ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Another benefit... <coughs> of the Spirit of God being in our lives, is the fact that He has filled us, and when He's filled us, He's given us, uh, amen, the ability to communicate in uh, a language that is unknown to the mind. It is a language of the Spirit. We can pray in the Spirit. I like what Acts chapter 2 says in the, on the day of Pentecost. says they were all filled with the Spirit of God, and what did they do? They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Well, today, as a believer, if you're filled with the Spirit of God, God has given you another tongue. He's given you another avenue, uh, amen, to pray and to communicate with your Heavenly Father. That is an act of your will. You don't have to wait for some great moving of God to come upon you before you pray in your heavenly language. Uh, some people believe that they they don't believe they can pray. They have to, God has to move supernaturally upon them before they can pray in the Spirit. No, praying in the Spirit is an act of your will. What is it? It is simply a communication. It's communicating with and fellowshipping with the Spirit of God. That's an act of your will. That's you doing it. That's you putting into practice. Sometimes you know we you know we we get 
emotional. We get all kinds of feelings and all kinds of things stirred up and we don't want to pray or we don't want to do this. And well, that's where you don't be conformed to this world, but put your attitude in check, pray in the spirit. You'll find you will get yourself built up in the things of God. You will find that your mindset will begin to change. Your attitude will begin to change. And you'll find that there will come a release to your spirit and their heaviness will leave your leave your life because uh, heaviness and those things that are contrary to the things of God will leave you because you're operating the things of God. And when you operate the things of God, amen, you are flowing and you are participating with a supernatural God that does supernatural things and gives you supernatural abilities and supernatural answers to your life. Praise God and thank God for the spirit of the living God, amen, who brings these kinds of things into our life. Uh, many, many benefits that he brings to our, to our lives. The last point that I want to finish up with is the fact that the spirit gives rest. The spirit gives rest. Isaiah 63, verse 14. As a beast goeth down in the valley, the Spirit of the Lord caused him to rest. The Spirit of the Lord caused him to rest. So didst thou lead thy people to make thyself a glorious name. To rest. Well, the word rest, uh, we think of, uh, you know, maybe I lay down and I take a short nap and I rest and I get up and I feel refreshed. Uh, yes, uh, that that is part of what rest is but another definition of the word rest here and what it means it means to settle down to settle down you know all of the things that are going on around us we need to settle down to settle down what do i mean by that we need to settle down and live in peace we don't want the spirit of fear amen to grab us and to rule us no we want the spirit of god that is inside of us to take control and we need to settle down how do we do that we settle down by having a right attitude by having a right uh, mental uh, biblical point of view of things and understanding that we can renew our mind and we can be changed it will settle you down and so it's another benefit of the Spirit of God being in our life is the fact that you've got somebody to help you settle down, to help you settle down. You don't have to stay in the same situation and the same mindset in the same way that you would think if you lived in the world. Don't bring the world into your life. God is in your life. Don't bring the world's ways into your life. Bring God's ways into your life. Let the kingdom of God rule let it rule. Let the peace of God rule in your heart and your life today. Amen. These are just some more of the wonderful benefits that come to us as believers. Why? Because the Spirit of God is there and He does wonderful things for the believer. Let's access those things. Let's walk in them today and the Lord bless you.